Never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a cancelled man Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free drinking man it's lemonade. lemonade where's that from um country time oh just from the house it's actually a propel packet but you know i, I had, oh, okay. me a had me a tea earlier well it's out of a blank styrofoam cup so i was thought you might have stopped somewhere and got you some it's got me a little something something i actually you know sadly and this is crazy i do not drink it all so what's your favorite lemonade man i don't i i mostly drink propel anna likes the lemonades the little it's a certain one she gets from the dollar general what about like, like it like if you're at a restaurant you drink lemonades at all um every now and then i like me a good pink lemonade you know not that I, I want them to have like the homemade behind like out of a bubbler i don't want to get it out of the soda you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. the high c version high c version i don't i mean i don't want minute made i want it to be like a bubbler like over there like ooh. although the old minute made in a can was some good lemonade that was some good lemonade. no i'm sorry country time country time country time in the can remember that the old school stuff see yeah, other- i since i don't drink sodas at all i'm i'm a connoisseur of lemonades because that's my lemonade or sweet tea is what I go to with it. If I'm out to eat somewhere, no, you and, see, uh, you, the fast yeah. food places are stepping up with their yeah. lemonades. You know, Wendy's has a really good strawberry lemonade. Yeah, see, see, and I when I quit drinking, I quit drinking sodas about man was it seven eight years ago, um, about the time that, and I just. Because I would go to the store and just get like seven up, and so I quit drinking soda. So, literally, I get and you've been with me many restaurants. I order the same thing everywhere. I get unsweet tea, mm-hmm. and then I put the packets in it. And people make fun of me. I'm like, well, it's just it's what I like. Yeah, I got used to it. So yeah, there's there's like places I, I I like. I know like okay, I like it from this station, this gas station. Yeah. Sonic, of course, you know. The problem Chick Fil A's got some good lemonade too. The only problem with like Sonic Chick-fil-A is you don't get to mix it. You don't get to like control the ice 
tea ratio yourself. Because depending on when they come out, you could fill it up with ice and it'll just melt. So you kind of got to, you got to pay attention. See, I'm a low ice fan. See, I don't like much ice. I like to reuse my ice. Like, that's what this is. Oh. This was a tea that I got from Harps. I stopped and got tater tots. Mm. And so I got me some tater tots. And because I like tater tots. It's really my favorite way to eat a French fry. Yeah. Yep. Any potato. I'm, I, I like, how about you, Travis? Because I'm a tater tot guy. Yeah, I'm a really, tater tot guy. If, if, um, the owner of the company I work for, Mr. Harrison, he, uh, they said like there's a barbecue place over in Southwest Little Rock that he likes called Three Sam's. And I'd ate there before. Um, I'd ate, I just ate there that once with him and I thought the barbecue was okay, but apparently why he likes it because he also likes tater tots. Yeah. If I'm somewhere and like I have a choice between French fries, tater tots, chips. Yeah. But it's tater tots. It's tater tots. I, yeah. I love it. Have you seen that Domino's is doing that tater tots with the toppings on them? Oh, yeah, I've had them. Really? Are they any good? They're pretty good. No. That's just kind of funny to me. It's hard to deliver a potato. Yeah. It just gets a little soggy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough for that for right now. That's, that's the, we may talk a little more of that later. How's your week been? How's it going? Oh, I've got a burp. (laughs) Okay. uh, no, um, I did think of you. I did make an. I did make a uh, addition, a couple additions to the farm. Um, you know, I really. Th- whenever I see a donkey, the first thing I think about you. Well, as well, you should. I mean, because your Facebook profile ever was just your face with a donkey on. That's my African donkey, buddy. Yeah, that's an actual African donkey in Uganda. Excuse me, but so we um. Anyway, somebody somebody was giving it giving a couple donkeys away on Facebook, and I'd been wanting to add some to the farm because donkeys do a good job keeping like any kind of like wild dogs or coyotes or stuff like that mm-hmm. away. So got some cattle out there. Um, my papa would keep llamas because he had a donkey one time that took a bite out of a couple cows, mm-hmm. and so I didn't even I didn't know that. So I just they were giving them away, and I was like, hey, I'll take them. Yeah. I tried to just get one of them. They're like, no, we, we're going to keep them together. We're not gonna, my wife is like, that's the opposite of a problem. Um, I will gladly keep both of them. Yeah. Now, are they are they making noise for the neighborhood? They're, they're not. They actually, man, they went out there. They're like, oh, my God, look at all this grass. <laughs> so they're busy eating instead of baying, huh? Yeah, because when we, when we first moved the cows over, like, you know, from the pen we had them in, the one of them looked at it and goes, oh, my goodness, look at all this grass. Mm-hmm. Other one's like, screw your fence. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like they, the way your cows talk. They're like, no, yeah, that's that's they talk to me. Um, yeah, yeah. I the problem is I talk back sometimes. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. They're uh, but they're all getting along. They're real happy out there. And I got it. I got a new goat. Go running through the fence. Good. But uh, so. Um, their names are Carlos and Pablo. We call them the Bandito brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because I've got like two or three other. So they're not donkeys, they're burros. I have no that's the that's Spanish name for donkey. Oh, okay. I didn't burro. know. Yeah. I don't habla espanol. If they cross the border, then you know, yeah, then they're the, burros. 
Yeah, but Anna's excited because they they'll a couple of well Carlos will let him pet her. I mean, yeah. let her you know, and, and and Pablo is getting to the point where she's where he'll let her pet him a little bit. So she'll go out there and try to get care. It's just a you know, like come let me love you. <laughs> I may be one of the only people you know that's ridden a donkey. Yeah, you can, I bet you couldn't ride one right now. That'd be a sway back. No, right? no, it'd be, I, we need a we need the uh, need a team. Yeah, we need a wagon. Um, but no, man, when I was a, when I was a kid in Clinton, they had this um, like a high school rodeo. Like the rodeo grounds are right next to the middle school, okay, and so and they would do they would kick off the in the fairgrounds are right next to the school, and so they would kick off the county fair, they would have a rodeo and it would be just high school kids, some of which had never ridden anything, okay, <coughs> compete in the rodeo. Well, was, I was in elementary, so I couldn't do, you know, like I couldn't compete in the contest. They didn't have me, you know, like I couldn't do the like you had to be 16 older to bull ride. Uh, there, there was a, I think you had to be 14 and older to do the steer wrestling deal. Um, you know, there was some saddle bronc and all that kind of stuff. I couldn't do it. Of course, I wasn't going to be able to do any of that, which was for good reason. By the way, if you ever want to get some dirty looks, go to the rodeo, cheer for the animals. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, I decided, and once I got old enough, my grandpa had this donkey that I would ride on his farm. Her name was Katie. And so uh, Katie was real tame, and you know, I could ride her. You know, I'd ride her around, you know, my grandpa's house and stuff. <clears throat> and I'd ride her. Well, I'd just, like, jump on her without any reins or anything, just steer with her mane, stuff like that. I was, I was a country kid, right? Well, I've oh, done that I've done that with a when we had Welch ponies when I was younger. Yeah. And I, I've done that a gajillion times with Welch ponies. Yeah, yeah. Not on the back. So go ahead. So anyway, in the in the rodeo, they have the little opening proceedings. You know, it's just like a, you know, where people just ride their horses around at the beginning just to sh- kind of show who all's participating, and they would let us elementary kids take part in that. So I got my grandpa to bring Katie down this donkey. Well, we go into the arena and Katie, she decides she didn't want to go in a circle like everybody else. She, she sees some hay around the edge of the arena, like up against the fence, you know? So she just beelines over to it and starts eating and I'm pulling on her and I'm kicking her and I'm whipping her and I'm doing all these different things, try to get her and she ain't budging. She's just eating hay. Cause it was better hay than my grandpa was probably feeding her. And right. so I finally got mad and I, I jumped off of her and I pulled her back, you know, back to my grandpa's trailer. Well, your grandpa and, had probably out there with a zebra, a kangaroo. Yeah. And- <laughs> but, but all of a sudden I turn around and here's the clowns <laughs> and the clown says, Hey, can we borrow your donkey? <laughs> and so the clowns get on the donkey and they take off through there and they got one of those big red like wiffle ball bats <laughs> and they're kind of whipping her with that and they get her kind of she won't go in the circle but they're just going all kind of haywire out in there and everybody's laughing at her and stuff like that yeah. so clint it's pretty bad now, how was that? 
<laughs> I mean, you're sitting there, you're what? How old are you at this point? I was probably uh, 10 years old, nine and years old. And they gave you clowns. I mean, I, I just fucking to you like, hey, kid. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad when your ride gets commandeered by a bunch of clowns. <laughs> like, we bar you, doggy. Like you had the authority to say yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, my grandpa, it was my grandpa. He said yes, too, but. I didn't know what I was so mad. I didn't know I was embarrassed. But no, I just wanted to. Say, in my mind, I wanted it to be you by yourself. Oh like, yeah, load the donkey on the trailer, and here's like ten year old Travis. And next thing you know, a gang of gang of clowns. <laughs> hey kid, hey kid, give me your give me your donkey. Give me your donkey. Let me let me borrow that bird. They know and he squirts you with the water. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give okay, me the, give me the. Bird. Bird. Give me the burrow or your face gets it. Sorry, sir. Sorry. You leave me alone. You can take it. Stop picking on me. All right. Anyway, Clint, that's enough about. Congratulations on the donkeys. Thank you. You're a real farmer now. Um, well, Clint, last week was <laughs> I guess while we were recording, um was SEC Media Days. And there's been a lot come out of it. First of all, what did you think of the choices that uh, Sam Pittman made to uh, take with him as far as players for Arkansas? That's always an interesting yeah, thing to I think, think about. I, I think on offense, it was two no-brainers. Mm. I really do. I mean, you could make maybe the comp the comp, that instead of, you know, if you want to go with the traditionalist, like you took seniors, but, you know, maybe Limmer or Latham instead of Rocket. Mm-hmm. But the reality is the face of the offense are um, um, the face of the offense are um, KJ and Rocket. KJ and Rocket. I mean, that's when you think of Arkansas, if you're going to see a poster, it's going to have KJ and Rocket on it. Well, last year they took Wagner and KJ and Poole were the three players. We, We talked about that earlier, but. Um, and I, and I'm with you there. Um, you also got to remember, you got to take players that the media across the sec and national media, because sec's media days is a national media event that they want to talk to, <laughs> you know, you got, you got to have players there that, that those, those reporters want to hear from also. And so, and I think that's, that's the guys, that's the guys that, and you got to have guys that you feel like going to represent your school. Well, do you right. see KJ's bling he had? He did. He did have some bling. I, I don't know if I would, if I'd be bragging about a um, Liberty bowl championship ring. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The Outback's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what it is now. There's no telling these things. Yeah. Things uh, now, you know, it, and I know we didn't discuss about this. Is um, is is it maybe you know more about that, I do, but um, Stanky Greg Sankey, Sankey, that's Sankey, his name, yeah, yeah, Sankey. Um, he um, he had an idea like to replace the um, the bowl series with like you're just gonna see everybody one through 84. Or you know something like that, and I, I, I assume in that case, 
you do the playoffs and then 13 plays 14, 15 plays 16, 17 plays mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20. I, he had that idea. I don't know if I'm because, but anyway, did you, did you catch any of that? I didn't I just, catch any of that. No. Well, I'm happy I brought it up considering neither one of us has researched it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, apparently that was out there. He offered a solution to, to the bowl games. Then if well, he, let's, if, let's, let's go back to the, the choices for Arkansas. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We forgot to talk about the third choice. No. Yeah, for which sure. Which was maybe one that might've been a little surprising to some, but I think it says a lot about, I don't think it was surprising, uh, but it says a lot about this young man. And that was Landon Jackson um, was the, was the defensive representative, you know, um, a lot of people, I think if you would have asked me to predict it beforehand, I would have probably said Pooh Paul would have been it. Um, I think them, or maybe like a, um, you know, what's there, there's nine seniors on that defensive line. So like a Zach Williams, maybe, you know, or Eric Gregory, somebody like that. But I think it says a lot about what they expect out of Landon Jackson. Yeah. Landon Jackson has gained weight up to like 280. Yeah, 280 has not lost a second of speed, they said. I mean, they say he runs 20 miles an hour. That's that's fast. How many miles an hour do you think you run? Uh, can we go negative? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, 20 miles an hour. That's, but I, and I, and I really think, look, I'm a fan of Landon. He's been on this podcast. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have him on in the future. Hopefully, the near future. Um, I'm a big fan of his game. I, you know, watching him, I think he's got a lot of skill, and I think, especially with the new defense that we're going to run uh, with four down, mostly four down linemen, it's going to open up our defensive ends to do some big things. Okay. For sure, and you know when we had a uh, we had Cam Ball on, you could tell Cam, Cam is like the Demons line is excited to play in this defense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a, I think with Barry Oldham's defense, you know, like it was more of like, hey, you Demons lineman, eat it up, and that way Bumper Grant, you know, them guys could get the tackles, and I think the defensive linemen are a little bit more freed up to play ball. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and, but I'm with you. I think Pooh Paul might have been a choice, maybe some of the red shirt seniors. But I, I, I really, if I was a gambling man, I don't know about Rocket Sanders. I, I just don't. But I, I think you can say that I think the three C's would probably be worn by Landon Jackson, Pooh Paul, and KJ. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe one of the, maybe one of the linemen will have, uh, will have it, will yeah. have it. But that's yeah. I, I bet I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't doubt if um. Uh, who is it that is it? I get Latham and Lemur mixed up a lot. Yeah, I think Lemur's the one that the the Lemur's probably they got a little bit more. Um, he's the one moved to center, right? Yeah, he's the one that moved to center, and I think Pro Football Focus probably has him as like the number one interior offensive lineman. Yeah. in the country. Well, and I and I could see I could see him being get the captain. Get the okay. captain see. Um, but like I say, I mean, you could also see a Zach Williams, you know, I mean, he's one that we, it's easy to forget about him, but man, he's played some 
He's played some solid football. Um, in the SEC media days, there wasn't a whole lot of shock and surprise. Um, of course, we missed Mike Leach. Man, and you know, I was telling me and you were talking about SEC. I said, last there, there's a thing that that comes up on SEC Network. It was like opening statement word count. Mm-hmm. Like Clark Lee from Vanderbilt, like said, like two thousand words. The average was around a thousand. You know, I think Pittman mm-hmm. and Lane Kiffin both thirteen hundred. And like like Master Mike Leach's opening statement, seven words. Yeah, yeah. Seven words. He's like, just get into it. Let's go. Let's go. What do you What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I listened to a few of the the coaches. Uh, some of them I just listened to part of it. Um, I did listen to Kiffin's. I, I kind of wanted to hear what he said. He didn't want to be there. Well, his hair didn't want to be there for sure. <laughs> that dude, he's making too much money to have a haircut like that. Going to SEC media days. Um, but. It's funny because Kiffin, you know, he spent a lot of time talking about the struggles and how the bad things that NIL and the transfer portal are doing to um, are doing to college football. But then on the second, you know, the next word, he's like, and we're taking advantage of it as much as anybody. You know, so he's he's complaining about it, but he's his team is doing the things that he doesn't like that's being done. You know, because because it, it's not against the rules. Well, can I tell you what I'd be doing if I was a head football coach? Exactly what Lane Kiffin was doing. Like I, I hate, think I, I hate it. Yeah, but it's the way the game's played, and that's what I was going to ask you about it because some people are giving him a hard time saying saying he's, you know, kind of a hypocrite or whatever. I don't think he's a hypocrite. I think he's he's following the the rules and laws that are laid out for him to be able to follow. You know, yeah. and he's 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 doing what it takes in this in in this world in this climate to have a great have a good team. Yeah. It's just he doesn't like that he's having to do it. <laughs> No, you know? I mean, but you know, it, you you can turn around a roster so much faster nowadays. Yeah, but I think I don't. A, a real case study this year on the way the portal is going to work, or the you know how quickly you're. I think Colorado is going to be an interesting to watch this year. You're right. That that that's going to be okay because it's probably the most comprehensive. All y'all out, all y'all in. Yeah, you're right. It's ever been seen before. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, what Dion Dion's done is crazy. And after all that, after turning all those over, I mean, a couple of players that we love at Arkansas, Dominic, uh, Miles Slusher, and mm. so many other transfers, they've still got their over under in Vegas at three wins. Yeah. I mean, three, all that, three wins. All that for three wins. Yeah. The three win. No, they had one last year, so I don't. Yeah, and the Pac-12 is not playing in the SEC. Um, no. It's not. No, um, but I think that that that's going to be that one's going to be the interesting to watch. It really that that one's going to be, be an interesting test case for sure. I think if there's ever been like a team that okay, this is a test case. Mm-hmm. 
because that team is built on the transfer portal. Yeah, and we we may never see a team built on it like that. We probably will, but not in the way Dion's doing it because because you add in his celebrity to the whole thing, you know that his celebrity got some of those players there. Well, I mean, well, if you're really a real bag, if yeah. you're a bag, I mean, who, who, I mean, what would be the, I mean, that'd be like, if he came to sit in your house and you're a cornerback to recruit you, yeah. you play quarterback, that'd be like the, the equivalent of having Joe Montana, you know, oh, yeah. come, I mean, somebody, I mean, somebody of that stature, I mean, if Dion's not the greatest cornerback of all time, he's in the top two or three. Oh yeah, I mean just yeah. So anyway, sorry, got off on a little nil tangent there. Yeah. Now, um, our transfer portal. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, really, the best one in front of the whole thing was Sam Pittman. Yeah. And it's sad that it's kind of sad that uh, that gift and ability he's got to be so good in front of everybody is he's just now getting to use that. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it's like, I was messaging him like he's made for that. Yeah. Like it's per, I mean, he's perfect for that environment. Yeah. I mean, he, the, the, you know, and it's, he's, he's towards the back end of his career. He's not a young pup anymore. Yeah. I, I generally believe Arkansas is going to be his last job. You know, if it, if he, if he's, you know, retires or whatever, I hope they're able to get him to step into like a Ken Hatfield type role and help with fundraising and stuff like that. Cause you know how he, I mean, he already is so good, but if all he had to worry about was going and smoozing donors and, you know, glad handing people and he would have the Razorback foundation behind him doing it. <laughs> It'd be amazing. He could live down in hot springs at the lake and, you know, just they'd fly him into wherever, you know, Podunk town he'd go to a Razorback club meeting. And, and he just, I think he'd raise millions of dollars for, for the Razorbacks. I went to a Razorback basketball game a couple years ago and I'm just sitting in the stands. I had good seats, but they weren't great. I think they were playing Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? And I remember um, looking at my right and Ken Hatfield's just sitting there in the stands with me. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was Mike Anderson's deal. I don't think Musselman was here yet, but I just remember like, no, Hatfield's just sitting in the stands. Yeah. Just relaxing. Yeah. Hatfield's a pretty regular guy. Yeah. And and that's what, and I think Pittman's the same way. Pittman's built kind of the same way. You know, he'll just, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I think... one of my favorite, my favorite Ken Hatfield stories is what's that? Was uh, when when uh, when old Brawls was trying to talk him to come to Arkansas, he's like, he's like, I don't know, man, if it don't work out, you know, we still love me, and he goes, I'll always love you, but I'll miss you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of my sure. favorite lines. Like, I'll always love you. Yeah, and I'll do. Yeah. So, no, that's a that's true. Um, anything else from media days that jumped out to you? No, you know, it, it, on back to Pittman, I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of media days. 
Um, I probably got more out of Trey Biddy's walk and talk. Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you're not watching Trey Biddy's walk and talks after basketball, after football games and everything, media days, press conferences, you're just, you're not using the YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get a lot out of that. And I like how he's off the cuff. I'm our chief rival, Trey Biddy. I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> chief rival, Trey That's right. Um, We've offered to let them consolidate in with us to become part of the Big C, Bigger Team Network. Yeah. Um, well, take yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, no, he – um, but with Pittman, I really – his love for the all the University of Arkansas. Yeah. Because he really talked up all the other sports, talked about how, you know, Arkansas was top 15 in the – I don't want to call it Commissioner's Cup, but for overall sports. Yeah. Um, just for the uh, showing the, you know, he's aware of the overall health of the, of the program and yeah, entire University of Arkansas athletic department. He was talking, he was up there talking. I don't know how many of the coaches were talking about cross country, and track success. You yeah. know, we added two more national titles. I don't know how many national titles were we up to in track. I, I don't know. It's I don't like know. Yeah, manners. <laughs> yeah. So, um. One of the big things, of course, Razorback fans are talking about is, you know, they the press voted on the um, on lots of stuff, okay, but one of them is the uh, SEC first team, second team, all that. And Arkansas had one player on SEC first team, uh, Rocket Sanders. Rocket Sanders. And that was it. Daniels from LSU got it above KJ at quarterback. You think KJ was robbed? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Daniels is – LSU is probably going to be favored to win, the be first or second in the West. Them and Alabama are going to be one too. Yeah. You know, I – I think Arkansas's got a shot, I'll, but I'll, I'm a homer and always think Arkansas's got a shot. They, they they got predicted to be second, I think. Yeah. So, but if you win the SEC West, you're probably going to be a national title contention. So I can see it there. I think who's the more talented quarterback? KJ Jefferson. I, I really do. I, I think first on Razorbacks, I think the other shocker was they had Joe Milton third. Yeah. Um, that Joe Milton third, as much as I say it, because I've been disappointed in him up until the end of last year, it seemed like the light bulb went off for him. Mm -hmm. I, if I was voting, I would have probably voted KJ, number one, Daniels, two. And then I'd have probably had Spencer Rattler, number three. Yeah. Um, And I know we talk mostly Razorbacks on here. But, you know, the, the opening week, you've got Mays or May. Um from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Is it Drake? I'm brain farting. So. Yeah. But you got him versus Spencer Rattler week one. And that's where, you know, yeah. game one. But I'm like, man, that's a quarterback matchup. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that's what you go, that's what you go to football game see to this quarterback versus that quarterback. And that's a good quarterback matchup. Mm -hmm. um, not that Milton's a bad quarterback. I think anybody's going to be successful in Hopple's system. Yeah. But, but I think that I would have put KJ one for sure. And then I would have Daniels two. And then I'd have had, and then I'd probably spent a Rattler three. Did you have any other players that you thought 
should have been mentioned first team. Oh, definitely Limmer. Yeah. You, when you're when you're, I don't even think he was second or third team. I think they just left him off. I can't remember if he. I thought he was on second team. Yeah, but when you're but when you're pro football folks, which is seems to be you know who a lot of go to as far as the NFL looks at it more than anybody. When you're ranked as highly as them, and you don't even get picked to be first team all conference, mm-hmm. like come on, Man. I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't focus on interior linemen um, and focus more on tackles. Yeah, but also you know what my Bo, my man Bo Limmer does have what's that? A Lober Hendricks commercial, or he, on Rainwater Holton Sexton. He's he's one of the personal injury attorneys. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything more beautiful about the NIL? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two of the greatest things ever was, you know, Rod's Barbecue pretty much sponsoring the entire offensive line. Yeah. And they may just be getting paid in barbecue, but yeah. But but they but they were like, uh, that's what we'll do. Next time we have somebody on the podcast that are paying them, I'll just cook some barbecue and I'll ship it to them. There you go. Yeah. Just I'll smoke it, put it in a box, send it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Should be good. Yeah. I'll try. Um, pay the DoorDash fees. Yeah, yeah, not not that. I'm just gonna UPS it. Oh, okay. Fine, I'll wrap it in aluminum foil. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I think, I think others that look tight ends, receivers. We don't have anybody that should have been mentioned. Uh, nobody's proven yet. By the end of the season, we may have a a guy from that group that gets mentioned for the first team. Uh, I think um, I'm excited about what a couple of the receivers could do for us. Oh, I think everybody's excited to see what Tesla does. Yeah. Um, I think Landon Jackson, I think just on potential, I, I would like to have seen him got some votes there. I think Pooh Paul is – pretty proven i mean he played a lot last year and put up a lot of stats but there's some good linebackers in the sec there are so you know you y'all don't get to hear the lead in to the to the thing but i told i asked travis go i asked him said who do you think the best player in the sec is regardless of team and i and i said harold perkins from lsu yeah man ran down malik hornsby yeah that's I don't care if you have an angle. If you can run down Malik Hornsby, that is impressive. Yeah. I had a hat, I'd tip it because that, yeah. that is impressive. Um, now, another, the other one I thought was, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't looked at the stats on it, but no mention of Cam Little. He's a pretty solid kicker. Uh, now his stats may not have been as good as some other guys, so I don't know what his stats were. But um, you expect a returning guy like him that's that's um, done the things he's done in the past that he would have a chance, you know, to to be mentioned there. Um, so I don't I don't know, you know, the other thing was in the voting, they voted on you know where the teams would finish. 
Did you see where Vanderbilt got eight first place votes? Yet they were picked last in the in the East. They doing what are they they ranking debate teams or something? Um eight I mean, people. Eight people selected Vanderbilt. Well, I'd vote first. for them if you want to know which team's probably got the most doctors on it. Yeah, I'd vote for Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. who's have the highest uh, income for those that don't go to the NFL, then yeah, Vanderbilt. Um yeah. yeah. That that's I mean that that just shows you some of the people that are voting don't know what they're doing. Yeah, don't watch football. I mean, it's part of the problem with having the media vote on stuff is they a lot of times they don't know what they're doing. Um, I think in the West it came down Alabama, LSU, um, A and M, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Yeah, I, and I've I've seen pretty much the top two, and then you can take Arkansas, A and M, and Ole Miss and mix them in a hat, and they use they most of them have Auburn and Mississippi State bringing up the rear. Um, I think if my, if you know Mike Leach hadn't passed, you could be seeing a different direction for Mississippi State. I think they're gonna they're gonna. There's, there's a lot of excitement around Mississippi State, even with this new coach. No, uh, no, there is, and I'm not. And he coached them in the bowl game, and. And, you know, and I've sit there and said that, um, you know, I I would vote Rattler number three. I mean, Will Rogers is getting a chance to prove that he's not just a system quarterback. Yeah. And even like, you know, some of them system quarterbacks are making livings in the NFL. I mean, look at Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He, he's, um, making, he's making a living. Another um... – Another thing that came out of the SEC media days real quick is uh, Jimbo Fisher was asked about. Oh, Bobby. I, I, I meant to bring this up. But we had a guest a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or... And and Bobby got, I mean, uh, Jimbo got real defensive real quick. What did you think about his response? It's not going to work. What they're doing at A&M is not going to work. Listen. I think you know as well as I do. I have about as much respect for Steve Mullins as anybody in the world. But when you've got an old guy that's used to calling plays and he don't want to give it up, mm -hmm. he's either number one, he's going, he's going either going to meddle, or he's going to override. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the head coach should override maybe two or three plays a game yeah you know you, you know they're making there comes a time where you know kendall browse wants to run a cute thing and you need to go no yeah running the dive up the middle because that's what's working you know there comes a time when you need to override them but bobby petrino is one of the best play callers in the game period and i hate the man i don't want to say it and it's like you you know, when you look at that, like Eli um, Drinkwitz, he gave up play calling at Missouri. Well, him and Hugh Freeze both. Yeah, he's like, no, nope, no. Nope, and, 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 and they both answered it right. Both of them were very humble about it. Yeah. You know, Freeze was uh, – Freeze, I really liked his because he said, look, he said, I've been out training people to run my system for years. He said, and I've never changed the language to it. He said, so just that fact – you know, people know the language, you know, what my plays are called or what I'm describing in my plays just because 
they've sat in a conference and heard me teach it before. He said, so he said, I needed to get with the times. And he said, you know, the guy they hired, I forget his name, but he said, he said, he runs the same system I do, but he's years ahead. You know, he's, he's not stuck back in time. And so was kind of the gist of what free said and Drinkowitz, you know, I'm not a big Drinkowitz fan, but he handled it in a humble way too. He said, look, I was a weakness last year and we need to change some things. And that's, that's just what needs to happen. But I think here's the truth. Jimbo realizes that he just probably hired his replacement. Cause what's going to happen is he's going to, if they, if they lose some games, if it doesn't work, okay. If they can't work together, and they lose some games they shouldn't. He's going to be getting off a plane on a tarmac, and he's going to be told, "You're fired." Bobby's yeah. going to, and Bobby's going to be the interim coach for the rest of the year. And when Bobby has control, like you said, like him or not, he's the best, one of the best play callers around, and he's going to go out there and do well. Especially if, you know, if Jimbo starts out the year fighting against him and everything he does. And Jimbo, Jimbo may have already been told, look, if you don't step, you know, if this doesn't change things, you know, that's your replacement. It really reminds me of Gus coming to Arkansas. Yeah. In a way. I mean, the complaints have been last year, like Jimbo, like he's running a 1995 offense. It's 1990s, early 2000s. Yeah. He isn't with, he isn't with the modern times. Yeah. Um, and so, and so to appease people, like, okay, hire an office court. And it was everybody. It wasn't, you know, with Arkansas, it was more the national media. It was more the Arkansas folks. You didn't hear too much. Of course, that being said, the national media wasn't what the national media is now. Yeah. But now, but I mean, everybody was like, of course, when you have like the greatest recruiting class ever, there's going to be eyeballs on you. Yeah. So he had all these eyeballs on him and the offense stunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, just if it wasn't for like two wonky things that just happened, Arkansas probably runs away with that game against them. But the wonky things did happen and it was what it was when we lost the game. But so it could have been so much worse for them. And I just I and when you're a controlling person like Jimbo, you're not gonna want to give up control. Yeah. Even if, even if you're handing the keys. Well, one of the big obvious differences, I agree with you, it does remind me of the of the Gus Houston deal. Of course, one of the obvious differences is Bobby's proven. Right. He's a proven commodity. In some ways, you know, he's also proven some negatives, but he's proven, he's proven the positives, right? Gus was unproven. You know, he was coming straight from high school, but I think the pressure was still put on Houston. that This is the guy that could be taking your place. And um, so the, I think that same pressure is that it was there. And um, 
you know, Houston, you know, decided if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out my way. You know, I'm not going to go out by what this guy, and that's led to him benching Mustang and, and, um, kind of taking over things toward the end of the year. Well, you know, we played that one seven overtime game, you know, a really big overtime game and nut was sitting there and he was like, he's, he said something on radio. Yeah. I was thinking about what plays need to be called. And people calling in drive times. We're like, tell hey, he's not he's taking over the play calling from Gus. I mean, it just and you know talk radio is gonna be big down there in the Houston area where AM is. Oh yeah. Gonna be they're gonna be talking about it and they're gonna be it is it is a marriage that is gonna be overanalyzed oh, every yeah. single week because it's by Petrino and Jimbo Fisher, and the national media knows them. And the national mm. media doesn't like Bobby Petrino, and I don't mm. think they Jimbo much more. No. And so no, people, they <laughs> they're not happy people, with either one of them. People want to see it. So people want to see them fail. Yeah. I would say more of the country wants to see them. They don't want to see them fail at college station. Yeah. But everybody else wants to see them fail. And uh yeah. Well, we're less than 40 days away from uh Razorback football getting started. And um so that's that's exciting. It's getting it's getting to be about that time uh for us, you know, to get ready for that. So that'll be that'll be a good thing. Um we did have some Razorback basketball news. Um what's the young man's name, Clint? Um transferred Kenyon, from Washington. Kenyon Manfield. Kenyon Manfield. He's so, a yeah. he wasn't six, a six one guard. Yeah, he's a guard. He, he's not a – I watched some highlights of him whenever we first signed him. He's not a uh, – like a big-time scorer, but he's a high-energy guy. Um, I did hear – I think it was John Neighbors was talking about him on um, his podcast this week that one thing that a lot of people were excited about with him is he's a great lob thrower and that him and Trevon Brazil would work well together because he would – throw a lot of lobs up for Trayvon to dunk on people. Um, yeah. But he's a, was an energy, probably be a good pressure, you know, defensive guy. Well, in a weird kind of thing, we don't really know why this happened. He has been moved to, he's ineligible, red shirt, non-scholarship, correct? Um, I, I didn't see he's ineligible, but I did see he's redshirting and he's not going to be on scholarship. Um, yeah. My thinking was, was and, and this may be a better question for Bart Reed than me, was that I thought they were one over the limit. And so now this thought, puts them one under now. Oh, then I have no idea. It is definitely a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Probably so only if there was some, something wrong with his – Maybe a class or something didn't transfer that he was hoping would. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing's happened before, you know, that um, some classes don't. I, know, I remember Jordan Dominic told us about, you know, he had really good grades. But, um, you know, so even if it's not that you necessarily have bad grades, it's just that some classes don't transfer from school to school. And Arkansas can be kind of picky on that from what I hear. So 
Um, yeah, it says Arkansas currently has 12 scholarship players and teams are allowed 13 by the NCAA. Yeah. So that's interesting. We don't, like I said, we don't really know the answer. We don't know why this guy's red shirt and he's, you know, but they say he's staying with the team. He's staying in the school. Uh, he'll have to pay his own way this year. Um, but. Um, I'm sure they found some NIL money to pay his way. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And then um, they'll get something out of him next year, hopefully. Uh, so, anyway, besides that, you know, there's not a lot of uh, – besides just getting ready for the, for the football team, and we're going to do – as we get closer, we're going to continue to do a lot more of that kind of thing. We'll, we'll analyze the schedule coming up and – and um things like that but uh clinton had a good idea of something for us to talk about oh man i was wondering we're gonna get to it we're big fans of like a lot of y'all out there we're big fans of barbecue um you know whether you know any kind of barbecue now the best barbecue stuff you do at home or you do with friends or whatever. Um, but there's some restaurants out there. And um, I don't we don't I don't think we necessarily need to rank them or anything like that, but but what are some of the restaurants, Clint, that you've had, maybe here in Arkansas, that uh you know, my favorite barbecue place in Arkansas is a hole in the wall um in Four City called Delta Q. Um, I don't, I don't think they're, I've had their brisket there and it wasn't all that, but they make these things called barbecue egg rolls. Yeah. It's like basically barbecue, the coleslaw, they fry it up and then they serve it with like a, they mix honey mustard and barbecue sauce. Yeah. And serve it. They serve it there. It is like literally one of my favorite places to go. And as, and you know, where I live in the central part of the state, it's nothing for me to go to Memphis. It's a couple hour drive. Yeah. So I do. I like going to Memphis. I, I enjoy BB Kings. If I'm going to go downtown, go on Bill street. Cause you know, they, you could eat the ribs there without any teeth. Yeah. Like, this falls off. And I also love, uh, I, I, I know I went out of state on you there, but I also love Memphis barbecue company. Cause they bring, and they do the same thing at um, Delta Q. They bring, they bring pork rinds out like chips at a at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Like here, eat some pork rinds and I'm like rah, 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 rah. Yeah. How about you? Where where where's your go-to spot in the state of Arkansas if you have to pick? Well, I don't um on some of mine they, they're not really the places that I've been a ton of times. Um but of course I live down here in South Arkansas and we're you know not a there's there's a couple of places I'll mention later, but historically, probably the one of the neatest places I've been was Craig's Barbecue and Duvall's Bluff. Yeah, I mean you've uh, mentioned it a couple times. It's um, it's a kind of a vinegar-based sauce, mm-hmm. um, but it's a just a like I had to duck my head to go through the door, like it's the dining rooms like five tables I think something like that and um they serve you on styrofoam plates and um 
it was good. The meat was, you know, very well done, smoked. And, um, you know, I tried a couple different things there. Um, then there's a pie shop across the road. I didn't try the pies. I, that's my big regret there. Um, and there's, I want to shout out a couple of places down here. Cause I, I have said before there wasn't a lot of good, um, places down here, but there is, there's a food truck, flaming pig barbecue. There's, it's a guy that's, a, um, I think he used to work with the sheriff's department or something like that. He does a lot of like, he, he goes around different places with his truck and then he, um, he'll do a lot of fundraisers for people like kids dealing with cancer or people dealing with cancer. He'll go set up at a church for them and, and sell like $10 meals and, and give the proceeds, you know, like all the profits to the, you know, to the cause or whatever. And, but they have, if you eat off their regular menu, they have, uh, uh, they have barbecue quesadillas that are really, really good. And they have some really good barbecue tacos. Oh yeah. Their, uh, their sauce is not a, it's not one that like everybody would like. It's, I like it. Um, but it's got, it's the first time I didn't know about it, but then the more I ate it, the more I liked it. It's, a. Uh, it's kind of it's i think it's got some like apple butter in it to <clears throat> to sweeten it the sauce does so it's got that kind of a sweet tang to it um now there's another place that's more of a it was a traditional like regular restaurant that uh because of the guy's health he had to he ended up having to shut it down but he was in smack over and then he opened up a place in El Dorado, a bigger place there. Um, so I went there quite a bit for a while. Um, I had the best burn-ins from him that I've ever had. Um, they had some really good burn-ins. Um, and he and he had uh he had like he had some really creative sandwiches, you know, like he did a Cajun pulled pork sandwich. It had you know, pulled pork and then he has some andouille sausage, and uh, and then he would have. Uh, I would get it with some. Uh, he had some cheese dip. He would, you could pour on top of that. Oh, mm. Man, it was good stuff. You know, uh, go ahead. I interrupted you. Apologize. No, but it's uh, their ribs were were pretty good. You know, they they weren't the the best I've ever had, but they were, you know, they were good. Brisket was, you know, look, if you're outside of Texas, your brisket's not going to be awesome. I mean, it's just not, I mean, it's not going to be. No, because, 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 because literally when me and you first talk about it, we talk about ranking them. I was going to have Terry Black's number one. Yeah. It's just far top. And that's in, that's in Austin, Texas. Yeah. That, that between it was them and uh, I would say Mighty Quinn's in New York City, the two best barbecue places i i think i'd ever had there's also he he's he's since gone out of business um there was a place called roscoe's in rose city down yeah. on broadway oh my god it was so good he had he had good barbecue and i do enjoy me some mean pig and cabot yeah mean pig i've eaten that a lot with you yeah. um I used to live in cabot because i haven't lived there yeah. so many years but i i back in the day yeah we'd go there quite a bit 
Feastro, Feastro's is also in Rose City. Of course, I think he's went to more of a soul food type place. He used to have him a, he used to have him a, man, he's got some good, he had some good catfish. I don't know. I'll tell you, man, for my money, Hogpen in Conway. See, and I've never eat there, but I need, I need to check it out. And I, I work just right down the street. Dude, I used to go there quite a bit when I worked at uh, Game Time Sports and, uh, I'd go there. For, I'd go there to pick up lunch, and uh, I went. There was some. There's some folks that were from my church in Camden. There, uh, the guy's brother lives in Conway, and they went there one time with them. And now, every time they go to Conway, they go. They go eat there, and they got some creative dishes there too. I, I went here a while back and um, got some. Their ribs were good. The I mean, everything was it was was pretty good. Uh, what's that one that's downtown by Walgreens too? In Conway, you know, it, it's went out of business, but I know what oh, you're talking it? about. It was uh, it was Fat Daddy's? They had real, yeah. real good food. I there's still one in Russellville. I've I've never ate at that one. I've always, but man, I used to go to the one in Conway all the time. You know what was crazy about them? It's to me the best thing they had was their sides. Yeah. Like and the meats had, were good. They wasn't like nothing to write home about, but their sides were really fantastic. They had good, um, they had good fried pork skins and it right. wasn't like rinds. It was like a pork skin and it was, mm. I mean, it was good. I mean, look, you're going to need a quadruple bypass after you ate it, but yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that one's, that was good. I do. I do. I hate that that one went out because I loved that place. Yeah, loved loved it. Um, yeah, there's there's man, there's all kinds of good. But you know what's funny is we talk. We've had you know Brady Tiger, who's from the Memphis area around Memphis, and we talked to a couple other guys from around the area. And we asked them like, "Hey, best barbecue in Memphis?" Like, man, I don't know. I my friend's dad. Um, yeah. So like you said. Some of these guys are in their backyards cooking up any better than anything that they're yeah. Well, and my pl- my go-to place in Memphis is Central Barbecue. I can't hardly go anywhere else. That's my uh, yeah. I I I really enjoy it and the their desserts are phenomenal also, which I'm not a big like I normally don't order desserts when I'm out to eat, but um I mean, I'd rather eat more meat. <laughs> yeah, but there's, but there's a, there's a, it's pretty good. Uh, um, and I got to throw in. Look, I know it's some people. It's not their favorite or whatever, but I spent a lot of time at McClard's in college. And man, we, me and uh, <laughs> thanks to my buddy Mike Floyd, who introduced me to it. He's we're my sophomore year, I met him, and we're sitting around the dorm, and he says, uh, "We started talking about barbecue." And he's like, "He's like, oh man, nothing better than nothing's better than McClard's ribbon fry." And I was like, "What's McClard's?" He he thought I'd ask, you know. You thought you had like done something inappropriate. Spoke blasphemy, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I said, uh. He, he said, man, he said, we're going tomorrow. I said, okay, <laughs> sure. 
He said, he said, don't eat lunch. And then we'll go for supper. I was like, what do you mean? Don't eat lunch. I said, look at me. I can eat lunch and still go to a barbecue place. He said, I'm telling you, don't eat lunch. Yeah. And so I go up there and, uh, we sat in this, this big old booth and he, uh, they hand me, you know, they hand us menus and Mike just grabs it from me. And he said, ribs and fries all around. He said, tell her what you want to drink. <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'm getting ribs and fries. Yeah. And first dude, time we are like, we're getting, you're getting ribs and fries. Go, okay. Yeah. And they bring out those ribs and they, they, you know, they're not, they're beef ribs and they, they cover the whole bottom, old plate. And then they pile the fries up so big that you got to, they give you another little plate and you got to take some of them off just so you can get to your ribs or you got to eat down through them. And then, um, and they give you some white bread with it and you just go to work, man. And, and then I started, some of my friends from hot springs started telling me about the, the tamale spread and dude that that tamale spread may be one of the best barbecue dishes i've ever had in my life it's so good and i wouldn't try it for a long time because i'd been trained to eat the ribbon fry but i had a buddy that uh was from lake hamilton and he died in a car wreck and so the next time i went and he had always told me he's like you got to try the tamale spread you got to try the tamale spread so the next time I went, I said, all right, for Eric, I'm going to, I'm going to eat the tamale. <laughs> and uh, now that's what I get when I go. And then, awesome. then they got apple pie and ice cream. Yeah. But uh, we'd yeah, go think- up there, man, and we'd just be a bunch of guys. And, oh, and you went with us a few times. I did. But uh, I went up there probably 10 years or so after I left OBU or something like that. And I took a couple of my youth at the time with me and the owner that uh, came up to me and she's like, Hey, gave me a big hug. And it's like, what are y'all doing? What are you doing now? And I told her where I was, what I was doing. She's like, where's all your buddies at? <laughs> I said, Oh, everybody's in different places now. You know, I grew up and moved on. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, She's like, we used to love having y'all come in here. Y'all were so much fun. Yeah. I said, I figured you hated us because we were kind of loud and obnoxious. And she said, no, y'all had a great time. And y'all didn't make a mess or nothing, you know, and y'all treated everybody right. So anyway, it was. Uh, no, it, it, that, that's that's good. That, those are good memories. I do remember I had to work at her hot spring store. Um, been a few years back now, probably four or five years ago. And I and I said, hey, ask me, you want to drive up with me? We'll make a day of it. Mm-hmm. And then we, we went and ate at McClard's after work, and it, it was like it brought back good memories hanging out with you there. The yeah. the the rib plate, it just you know, I'm I'm happy you mentioned that. I wouldn't, it wasn't going to be in my top five when I listed them. Yeah, uh, I know. But 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 you know, I really didn't think about it because it's been so long since I'd ate there. But yeah, that 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 brings back some good memories, my friend. Well, that that tamale. That tamale spread, dude. Did you ever have it? I never had it. I'm, I'm going to order the ribs when I go there. But I have to, 
And I got some loaded fries last time. They had like barbecue on them that were real good. Yeah. So. Well, that tamale spread, dude. It it's 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 really really good. Oh, I got man. to I got to where if I was in Hot Springs, I'd sometimes just go by and buy like a dozen tamales. Yeah. And I'd bring them home and get some like Wolf Brand chili and cheese and put on them. Good stuff. Because the meat and the tamales is the barbecue pork or beef or whatever. So anyway. Yep. Well, another one bites the dust. Made it. Another one bites the dust. What is this? Like 120 something? I think it is 120. 120. I think think that's right. 120. So yeah. Yeah. So we uh so we're old in podcast years. That's right. That's right. Folks, we appreciate you listening. Um What's your favorite barbecue places? Do you like some of the ones we said? Do you think what, uh, what, what were we dumb for not mentioning? Yeah, there's lots we didn't mention. Yeah, we're we're in trust me. We are dumb. Like I've always wanted to try that place in Mariana. Yeah. Where the guy makes the sandwiches on you know, just a white bread and yeah. He does the same thing every day, but yeah, I like didn't he, even Sims Barbecue in Little Rock. That place is an institution. Yeah. You know, so, you know, who else do we forget? Who else do we forget? Tell us, tell us who we're missing. And, uh, or if you agree with us on some of ours, um, tell us, tell us who, what you agree with. Or if you disagree, you know, we may have mentioned one. You may say, man, that place is terrible. Well, tell us why. Um, anyway, Clint, it's been a good one, man. Hi, everybody. Uh, everybody have a great week. Like, Not subscribe, hit do your it. notification button right now. Right now, do it now. Do it now. Right. Do it now. Do it now. Right now. Later. Bye. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt. Won't see no more till I hurt. Crying your kingdom come. Listen. I wake up in the morning. I bow my head to pray. Mama told me if I don't, ain't nothing gonna change. These prayers breaking up hard drive so I can sow the seed. In a and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I sweat when I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt, won't see no more till I hurt, crying your kingdom come.